Greetings all. Welcome to the very first episode of the SMB podcast. I'm your co-host, Mark Gibson, uh, along with my friend and business partner, Mike Almeida. How's it going today, Mike? Good morning, Mark. What's going on, man? Oh, another great day in the city of Charlotte. So listen, uh, you know, Mike, you and I, we as co-owners of uh, an outsourced IT provider here in the Charlotte market, we get an opportunity to talk a lot about uh, technology and business with uh, either other small business owners or, um, uh, you know, our business as well. And so what became sort of clear to us over time is that uh, everybody really wants to separate the technology from the business, right? And what we've done here, the reason for the SMB podcast, we're going to talk about security. We're going to talk about maturity. We're going to talk about best practices, excuse me, best practices for your small, medium business. So the SMB, see what I did there, Mike? Couldn't have done it better myself, man. <laughs> <laughs> so great. Um, well, so let's jump right into uh, kind of the topic that we wanted to talk about today. Uh, really near and dear to my heart. I think it's uh, probably the most critical piece for the success of a small business, but I also think it's probably one of the most overlooked. And that's the business planning uh, process. And so, uh, Mike, what do you think about this one? I, I laugh because most people who are listening to this right now are probably saying, this is an IT company. Why are they talking about business process first? And that's the whole point, because if we don't focus on business first, we won't have a business, you won't have a business. And so, uh, Mark, what do you think about business first? Why is that important to us as a company and important to small businesses? Well, I'd say for any role uh, that is about decision-making, you've got to be able to take those decisions and evaluate them against particular directions or objectives. Uh, what is it you're trying to accomplish? And without that being laid out, uh, it's difficult as an individual really to be able to do that. But then you start talking about how do I drive the uh, performance of multiple people? Well, I got to have a playbook that we're kind of working against. So that business planning process really allows that to happen. And so, uh, you know, as we've talked about many times, I, I'm, you know, playing this advisory role for our small, medium business clients. And the very first thing I want to know is what are you trying to accomplish with the business? What's, what's important to you? What are your priorities? And then we try to take the technology and line it up with that. Right. So without one, I can't do the other. That's right. What do you think, what are the, when you sit down as an advisor, What's the first thing that people tell you when you ask them, you know, what are you trying to do? What's the typical response that you get? Uh, you know, interesting. Uh, more common than not is I don't know, or it's a plan for the next week. Um, and it's difficult to sometimes get out of your business and really be able to look beyond uh, what's happening in the day to day of the firefights. And I'll tell you, you know, one of my uh, favorite quotes, and there's a lot of different versions out there, uh, but it's really that, you know, people overestimate what they can do in a day and they underestimate what they can do in a month. Uh, and I think whatever time frames you use in that concept, it's largely about this process, right? Can I plan and understand what's going to be the most important to me as a, either a business owner or a business leader, or, you know, what I can help keep people focused on because there are going to be a ton of issues for firefighting every single day. And so if you can take a time frame, whether it's a month or a quarter or a year and say, these are the things we want to accomplish and then set a rhythm and a frequency 
against which you, you sort of hold yourself disciplined to uh, and realign that every so often so that uh, you don't get distracted by uh, the minutia of the day-to-day. -day. It's amazing what you can get done. I mean, we, we've seen that in our own business, right? Oh, I, I completely agree. I think one of, the, one of the most powerful things I think we've done and again, we, we take a very business approach. What we're telling you here is what we do. Uh, I really admire the fact that, you know, Mark and I spend some time each quarter to sit down at towards the end of the year. First, the thing we do is we sit down and we start planning a vision, casting a vision for our company. Right. So and I'm not just talking about the next 12 months per se, but we're saying, hey, where do we want to be as a company, as individuals three, five, ten years from now? And most people can't think that far because They've got so many things that they're trying to accomplish right now, but the most successful businesses find a way to think long-term and then reverse engineer that plan into the here and now. And, and I think that's where we tend to find most people struggle because they're, they're, they're just, they're so enamored by what's going on around them. Now that they, they fail to understand businesses, growth and businesses take time. And if you don't take the time to plan that out, you're going to fail up front and and before you know it you're going to be in a hole that you can't dig yourself out of and that's why most businesses fail i mean what do you what are your thoughts on that mark well i think you know listen if you can't articulate your priorities for the next 12 months one how do you stay focused but two how do you paint that picture for your team so that everybody is pulling in the same direction uh again everybody's going to have their specific roles and responsibilities and that's what they are going to stay focused on unless you can help them understand how that plugs into the uh, the larger vision and larger framework so that they can constantly be trying to make that you know their their peg fit into the right space right within the uh, the business plan there and uh you know interesting like I, the conversation i usually am having it almost always comes back down to money or dollars uh, but priorities are not really just about dollars in fact i'd, I'd argue that they're much more about sort of the time that's required and your organization's capacity for change. All right. Um, we've seen a few places in our experience where it's, oh, man, these are these, these five great things that we need to do. We're going to go try to do them all at the same time. And, and they mostly uh, fail, not necessarily because the implementation is bad, but just because of the adoption of those changes after the fact, because, man, can you really do all of that and execute on your day-to-day -day business. And so once you're able to take a, um, a broader look at the priorities, then you can begin to understand, okay, which one do I want to do today and or this month, you know, so. And the, along the long, along lines of that, Mark, uh, and, and we've experienced this, we've seen this with some of our clients, and we don't, we, we'll, we'll save their, their grace here, we won't name their names, but there are some instances that when you're a small business owner and you're just getting started, if you're very aggressive and you really want to be successful, you may want to take on more than you can. And my general rule of thumb is, listen, if you can find somebody or someone or some business that can do this particular task at least 80% or better than you can, it probably makes sense to outsource that and pay them versus you coming in on a weekend to go do something IT related that that's not your niche. Maybe you're a, maybe you're a dentist and you're trying to fix a software issue. The truth is you're going to get more money putting someone in a chair and doing what you spent years educating yourself to do rather than trying to figure out some IT problem or challenge that someone like us per se 
can fix very mm. quickly and at a much cheaper rate than you would probably be putting someone in a chair, right? <laughs> yeah, we, we definitely had to, uh, well, we've had to work through some of that. For my, I'm guilty as described uh, a little bit, as well as we're continuing to work through some of that because our area of expertise is around strategic planning, uh, you know, business operations, technology, but there's any number of things as a small business owner that uh, you or I don't have those skill sets. And so we're trying to find, we find partners to help us execute those things. Right. Um, and so, you know, it's interesting. You also bring up sort of the budgets there, you know, spending, right. I, I take a different look about budgets myself. I, I think most of the time when I talk to uh, business leaders who have budgets, uh, which is not the majority, by the way, most of them are just making those decisions kind of as they go. Uh, but when they do have a budget, they look at it as more of, hey, here's my spending limit for this particular uh, area or line item or whatnot. Whereas I tend to look at budgets as something to make sure that the priorities you've set are being fully funded. You know, so that if you have set a priority for X, uh, you've got to make sure that that, you know, uh, initiative, it's covered and paid for as it needs to be. And then, you know, rather than, you know, there might be, you know, another priority that's for 10 months down the road that you just don't worry about. And so there's no cost associated with it. But budget should be about that. It should be about making sure your priorities get fully funded, not making sure that you've restricted spending in all areas to hit a, uh, you know, a certain number. I agree. And, and I'll tell you, th there's two things that really should be synonymous and work in tandem with each other that don't. And that's this budgeting process and risk. And I, I, I tell you, I've seen this in my career. Folks at, at higher levels of the organization have a, a, a risk acceptance criteria. They're saying, hey, I'm, I'm willing to accept this level of risk, but no more. And if, if one of our processes comes to this point, a, I need to know about it, and B, we need to budget for that. But what tends to happen is the information is not communicated, the budget process is done in a silo, and now you have exposure. And, and this is critical for small businesses because, let's be honest, one small mistake, one small issue, or one small human error can be so catastrophic for your business that it could shut you out of business. And so I think it's so important that as you look at risk in your business that you make sure that the budget process and the risk tolerance are aligned or at least you're, you're, you're looking at them through the same lens, because if you don't, you're going to run into problems early on. And, and once those problems make themselves aware, it's usually harder and more expensive to fix after the fact. I mean, would you agree about that, Mark? <laughs> yeah, almost uh, in all cases. Uh, interestingly enough, though, I, you know, you touch on risk management again, like I said, it ties directly into the budget process, but risk management, you know, for us, we, we talk a lot about, you know, cybersecurity and technology and so forth. The reality is, while those are, I, honestly, I, I think right now, cybersecurity is probably the single biggest risk for just about every small business, just the landscape that, that it exists out there. There are other risks to your business um, that are not related specifically to technology or cybersecurity, right? And so you cannot effectively um, evaluate the level of risk and or your acceptance of that risk for our area of expertise and around technology in a vacuum. It's got to be something that you look at in the context of the other risks for your budget. So if you, you know, have a budget of X dollars, uh, say 10,000 as an arbitrary number, you know, that's the finite piece. Some things, things are going to get squeezed out, right? That's just the case. You got to make sure you're squeezing out the right things. 
and you got to make sure that you understand that what got squeezed out, you fully understand what the risks are. You know, if you kind of look at, um, you know, sort of this box that everything inside of that's protected, everything that's outside of it is not, well, are you putting the right things in the box? And so uh, that's sort of what this business planning process is, because again, it's not just about dollars. It's also about your team, your resources. It's about, do you have the capacity for it? Do you have the expertise for it? If you don't have those things, can you get them outside, which obviously comes with a dollar cost to it. But even when you, um, even when you decide to work with somebody th that has that expertise, it's still gonna take your time to help them be able to merge their skills with your business goals. Uh, and so again, if you can't really articulate those goals, it makes it much harder for them to deliver in a way that uh, is gonna be satisfactory for both of you. Uh, so uh, again, this is this is why we just decided to talk about this on, on the very first uh, show, right? Is that this sets the foundation for everything else that happens. Right, so so what's next, Mark? You know, we talked about you know, business in this podcast episode, We're, what's our next focus going to be for, for our listeners? Yeah, um, I think that uh, what's you know going to be important is to begin to understand the lay of the land, the cybersecurity landscape, right? Uh, I think that it's uh, it's it's tough for me as somebody who's engaged in the the topic to keep up with all of the all of the threats and happenings. But uh, even uh, you know the general layperson right now in business is vaguely aware of cybersecurity as a concept, but translating that to what does that mean in terms of what's it, what are the chances that you as a business owner are gonna be impacted? And if you are impacted, to what level? How do you prepare for that? How do you um, you know work to prevent against it? Uh, again, it's, it's a high level conversation and there's got a lot of pieces to it. And we'll, we'll you know talk more about that in, in future shows. But yeah, that's the, the next one is how do we, how do we begin to understand you know, how much risk we really have there. That's exciting, man. I'm looking forward to jumping on and having that conversation with you. All right. Good deal, Mike. Well, I appreciate your time today. Uh, and if you're listening, I hope we've been able to add some uh, value and takeaways for you. And we will catch you on the next show. All right. Take care.